Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, earned leather, slaves with limits, and big wood. Ooh, but before we get started, a quick shout out to our Patreon supporter, Elaine. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get discounts to... What are you laughing about over there? Go ahead. (laughs) Among other perks, Patreon supporters get discounts to Day and Dawn events like the upcoming Power Exchange Conference on December 7th. So, hi, Dan. Hi, silly face. What are you all (laughs) laughing about over there? Because I was getting ready to jump right into that, and you had it before me. So, but, uh, cool. So, the Power Exchange Unconference, December 7th. We need to get start advertising that. Some tickets have sold, and... Looking forward to a good time. What is a power exchange unconference? Well, an unconference is the whole idea of we don't bring in presenters. Though there will be presenters there because you and I will be there, and I we have a couple of other local yep. power exchange people that and, are presenters that will be there. And some non-local people as well. And some non-local people as well. So, but it's not. But we we're not bringing in presenters. If they mm-hmm. happen to want to teach a class, that's great. But in unconferences, we'll have. To the best way to I explain it is we have two different colors of paper, right? One color of paper says I would like to learn. The other color of paper says I would like to teach. Mm-hmm. We have everybody write down their ideas. We put it up on a white wall, and then we start matching stuff up and creating classes on the spot. And the classes aren't timed, so they go for as long as they go. And we we throw lunch out at some point, and when people get between classes or they get hungry, they come out and get it. Yep. So, yeah, so it's very, very casual. So, but people, we've done this with uh, the Polyamory Unconference before, and I know... Two years of the Polyamory Unconference has been done. Mm-hmm. Are we on year three? We might have been on year three. I'm yeah. not I'm not sure. It's two or three, but, like, um, Great Answer with the Gru does this mm-hmm. sort of format. AIS has an unconference that they do this sort of format, yep. and um, we've just had a lot of... A lot of fun with this. You get to meet people. It's more casual. There's much more. Um, we tur- actually turn the big room into the social space, right? We pull the couches out, and that's the social space, and have two classrooms and go from there. Yeah, it's a neat way to meet other power exchange people in mm-hmm. a more, uh, not like a master slave conference or another event like that where you're running from class to class, but you're much more relaxed. And if you've always wanted to teach a class or you're you want to know why nobody ever teaches about whatever power exchange topic you're interested in. That's your opportunity to present it. Right. And and you don't even have to present it. You can just facilitate a discussion. So instead of saying, I want to teach, you can say, I want to facilitate a discussion mm-hmm. on, I don't know, how to raise kids around power exchange or, you know, anything like that that you're yep. interested in. So and it's really good. So you get to learn from your peers. Head over to Erotic Awakening and click on the big banner for the unconference if you want to find out more. Nice. You know, Don, we used to do this thing called the question of the day. True. Well, somebody wrote in and has a question of the day today. So we're actually going to do one today. I love questions of the day. Well, here is your question of the day. Okay. Uh, As well as we also have a topic and we have other stuff to talk about as well. But first, this question of the day goes like this. Why do you do you sound so tired at the beginning of the podcast? <laughs> that is not actually the question of the day. That's not the question. Oh, I wiped. I just did dinner and just I don't do caffeine and haven't done caffeine for four years and wish I could right now. I had uh, 39 things on my to-do list today, mm-hmm. including packing up some of the house and taking it to storage and unloading my car from 
boxes and boxes of paperwork that I want to get scanned and things like that. So I had 39 things on my to-do list today. 35 of them are done. This is number 36. Well, just hearing that <laughs> led me to want to go reach my caffeine. Oh, you did. You can do caffeine. I've got a Diet <sighs> Cherry 7-Up. I don't usually caffeine do free? pop, but yeah, it's caffeine free. Yeah, I, I kept through about a half a can of pop before. It's like, yeah. <laughs> once that starts warming up, I, I'll only get a couple more sips out of it. it. Yeah, I don't usually do that. All right. Our actual question of the day goes like this. Okay. Um, so this came in, question for leather identifying couples. And I don't know that the person ever gave me permission to say who sent it, so I will not. But they asked, Don, mm-hmm. as you earned leather or were gifted leather, what are the thing or things attributed to that item? So, for example, are boots different from a vest, different from pants, or something along that way? Um, and it looks like they're not asking about caps but we will, slash covers. I, 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 will, I will start with the caps and covers because that okay. is probably the most well-known and often regarded the most significant earning of leather Mm -hmm. is the master's cover. And the idea behind that is, and now, (coughs) (laughs) so we have to caveat all this with perhaps you'll travel to a place in New Jersey where this is not true and they do it completely differently, or you'll travel to a place in Ontario well, they'll say, no, no, that's not how we do things here. Right. It's re- usually very regional. Yes. The re- and the reality is there is no one true way. There's a uh, wonderful, well, there's a book out there, which I cannot recall the title of it, but just as well, because it is both regarded as the, the real way to do leather and also regarded as a bunch of bullshit by somebody <laughs> who has no clue. All depends on who you, so you're going to get Depends more. on who you ask, yeah. You're going to get Dan and Dawn's experience. As people that were, uh, you know, in jail in 2010, some mm-hmm. nine years ago, we were. Boy, you weren't getting ready to say 19, were you? No, some <laughs> nine years ago, nine. we were the GLLA Master Slave contest runners. We, we run around in leather circles. We know our mm-hmm. shit. But again, it's only our experience that we're going to talk about. Right. And what was handed down to us. And there's different exactly. people handing down different things to other people. Yeah. So. You know, not a big deal. So, Master's Cover, the uh, considered the highest con- honor. Mm-hmm. It is given to a person, uh, and it is given to a uh, uppercase type, never a submissive, never a switch. Right. That has proven their, um, I don't want to say value, their connection there. What's the word that uh, I want? I'm not sure, but it's their... Um, to the community. Right. There, wow, I can picture it very well. I have no words Connection for it. to the community, they're giving How much energy. They give to the community. Yes, yeah. giving their energy. and Charities, communities, groups, yeah. mentoring. And giving um, without regard for getting something in return. Right, and it's actually said that if you go into leather expecting to get something in return, like earned leather or gifted leather or an award or things like that, then you're in it for the wrong reason. Yeah. So the people, people are watched and usually the ones chosen for earned leather are the ones that just do it from the goodness of their heart. Yes. Right. Because it's the right thing to do. Right. Um, so that's the master's cover. Mm-hmm. I, which is, which is a hat. Yes. Right. So some people don't know what a cover is. cap is. is a, a Muir cap is usually what it is. Yep. Muir, M-U-I-R yep. cap. So you can research that and see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And again, 
all of this is, you know, this, that reminds me of an article by uh, a renowned leather man who said it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. So take it for as you wish. Um, it's usually, and it's usually, if you've earned it, that means someone else places it on your head. Mm-hmm. It's not something you go out and buy. So earned leather. So we haven't even yeah, really discussed that. that, right? So earned leather is not leather that you've gone out and bought for yourself. You're allowed to go out and buy leather for yourself, right? Absolutely. So many of us do. Um, but earned leather, there's usually a little ritual behind it, but not always. Mm-hmm. Uh, your cover had a ritual. Your your um, When you were given your cover, there was a ritual behind that. Yep. Um, the few things that we've been part of, there was ritual behind it that we were invited into. Um yeah, so it, it's it's like a commitment. That's the word I wanted. Damn commitment, it. commitment, commitment to, to the community. community. Oh, there, there's the word. See, we so, should both have more caffeine, apparently. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's what. Um, so, and there is a difference between earned and gifted. Mm-hmm. So I've got some earned, and I've got one piece of gifted. So, um, do you want me to describe that? Yes, because I was not even going to go there because I. Please, yes, feel free. Because th- there is a difference. And Absolutely. sometimes it's a blurry line. But um, so I have earned leather in that the GLLA vest that I wear that says GLLA 2009 slave mm-hmm. is earned. Oh, darn it. You were going to say, I thought you were going to say 2019. Now I'm thinking nine. So 2010 GLLA, GLLA slave mm-hmm. <laughs> after a year of wearing it in good standing, yes. it's considered earned leather. Yes. So that's my understanding. So that's earned leather. Um, now, so, and I've got a couple of other pieces, but my gifted leather was from Master Sherry. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated college, she gifted me with a leather bracelet mm-hmm. with some charms on it. And she gifted it to me as Master Sherry. Right. And said, this is gifted leather. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's, Kind of the difference, though the line is blurry, right? Is that gifted leather earned leather? Uh, it's because I graduated college, not because I did something in the community. Yes, and you could also go as far as to say, uh, and now we're getting deep into this, and maybe mm-hmm. this should just be the whole topic of the uh, podcast today. <laughs> um, in the tradition that you and I are part of, mm-hmm. you cannot give someone earned leather Unless you have earned three pieces of leather yourself. Very true. Um, that's to prevent what is called the leather circle jerk, where right. I give earned leather to Bill, and Bill gives earned leather to me, and we both get, and it just goes back and forth, and mm-hmm. now we're, oh, gee, I see that after being involved for the last three months, you're earned, you have the cover and the boots and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, none of that's. That's well, our tradition. So there's that's and, why that would have been a gifted versus an earned piece of leather. Right. In our world, Master Sherry doesn't have the right to give you earned leather. Right. So, um, and then we've also got, I consider our Power Exchange Summit vest earned leather. Absolutely. Because we were producers of that event and oh, oh, we were oh. in good standing. Power Exchange Summit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. I mean, it's a leather vest. We're leather people. That was done in good standing. Uh-huh. And we put a lot of effort into the community. So um, the belt that you presented me with. Yes. Earned. I would say that's earned leather. I would have to go with gifted. You think? Because 
although I have the right to give you earned leather, it's mm-hmm. a little bit blurry. Uh, Colubius for a master to give their own slave to earned leather. I've heard of it before. I've heard of people doing it before. I really can't recall what my thinking was at that time. So I remember the pictures and I cried. Good enough. (laughs) It felt like the way you presented it, it was earned. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm I'm good either way. I'm not attached to if it's earned or... um, Yes, gifted. Yes. the uh, So other pieces of leather that we've been involved in and that we've seen, mm-hmm. often what you'll, often, uh, in our little world, often the first piece of leather that you are, uh, that you gain is your boots. And that the representation there is that you are starting your journey. So normally boots right. are the, the first piece of leather you're gained. Uh, I, I recall that belt is the second piece. I don't recall why. And really, gifted belts are pretty damn rare. That's I, mm-hmm. like I've never been involved in a belt gifting, except mine. Except for yours, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, um, cuffs. So you've been involved in cuffs, mm-hmm. cuffs being presented, leather cuffs, leather gloves. Uh, gloves do have significance. Cuffs do not, that I recall. They and I. And I believe gloves are just about, you know, the something along that you've been getting your hands dirty, getting doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen pants, even though I know pants are part of the earned. Pants are as well, yes. Hierarchy. Uh, as are chaps. Yes, chaps um, and pants. So again, here's where you get before. into the, in your region, perhaps mm-hmm. chaps are a thing. Um, I've also uh, given people... At least one person a vest, if not two vests. I can think of one, not sure about two. Yeah. So, and I think you've given two cuffs. I remember one. One from Dayton. Okay. Yes, Kay. Mm-hmm. And then one in Detroit. We were taken up there for, at an event. Absolutely, They yeah. had the steak dinner. Yep, yep, I remember and, that. Yep, so you were brought in for that. Um, you've helped out with a cu- couple of covers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you get called on a lot because you're a covered master. And people like the idea of a covered master actually doing the presenting yeah. of whatever earned leather it is. Even though whoever um, came up with the idea um, for the person is part of the ritual, mm-hmm. they like to bring you in to do that. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I actually like it that they do that because I am somewhat of um, a stickler. Mm-hmm. For that tradition, if you're going to do it, well, we're going to really do it. And I have never had anybody say, um, "Hey, we want to, we want this person to have a, their, we want to cover this person." And I'm thinking specifically of Master Brenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, her slave recommended to me that, "Hey, you know what? I think Master Brenda's been around long enough that uh, they've earned a cover." And my response was, "Oh, I'll think about it." Right. Because I, regardless of the fact. Both Arcane and Brenda are friends of ours. It's got nothing to do with it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to cover somebody um, just because they think it'd be cool. Right. Uh, or, and you, you watched her for yeah, a while. Absolutely. Even though you've known her for a while, you still watched her for a you while. You watch people with a different eye. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way we do things, right? Um, teach it own, right? Yeah. I was going to say something else, and now I can't remember it. But, um, oh, the fact that... Um, a lot of the earned leather that you've presented has been in front of people. 
mm-hmm. right? Where there are some people that say that should be a private ceremony. There shouldn't be a lot of ritual with it. You know, if you earn a vest, someone just gives you a vest and, and things like that. And um, But I like it being done in front of people because a lot of people aren't aware of the tradition. Yeah. So it kind of gives it some exposure so that other people are like, what? What, 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 what's this leather thing? Yeah. What's yeah. this, you know, and it, it'll start speaking to them and yeah, it just gives more exposure, yep. exposure to the leather lifestyle. And the other reason to do that is because the people that are normally earning leather mm-hmm. are people that don't take a lot of thanks, you know, that aren't up on stage being thanked all the time that they're, right. they're not, they're not there for recognition. Mm-hmm. So when you do recognize them, you know, making them, making it a public thing, is a nice way to say thank you. Mm-hmm. It really is. So, you know, I enjoy participating in those rituals. I get to be all high protocol and stuff and stand off to the side and mm-hmm. do things for you. And, and the nice thing is in your area, if you don't have this tradition or you just, you know, all you've got to go off of is this podcast, mm-hmm. write some shit down and say, well, this is how we're going to do things in our tradition around right. here. Um Different, I, different houses do things different ways and absolutely. different gatherings of people do things different ways. So they build their own traditions. Yep. Well, there you go. I like the traditions. That's part of what draws me to the leather community. I think it's um, one of the neatest things about the leather community is that mm-hmm. there are, there's a right way to do things. There's, you know, and everybody's all, oh, well, you know. Just because you do things your way doesn't mean I have to do things that way. And you're not allowed to tell me how to be a master because I got to do what's right for me. That's great. That's fine. But it does. um, When you're running for a contest and you're standing in front of five of other people who identify as masters and slaves and you say, you know, they they say, well, how do you do this thing? They judge you on that. That's what their job (laughs) is. Right. So. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that, and then the last thing I want to mention about earned leather is these vests that you talk about, right? We have our patches or master slave patches that we earned because we won this contest right after a year, like you said, uh, it becomes in good standing, right? It becomes earned leather Mm -hmm. and you literally have earned it over that year. Do you know what the tradition is once, as soon as you win a contest, what you're supposed to do with that patch? I do, I do. What, what? Well, there's a couple of things. A couple? Well, it depends what community you're in, but the most um, the most known one is you have sex on it. So. Exactly. Yep, yep. What's the other one? Uh, depends what circle you're in. Some of them say you're supposed to pee on it, too. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're in the... Um, the uh, leather gay community. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Um, boots the same. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of a, and again, this used to be, I don't know if it's still a thing, but a rite of passage to have a respect and master piss on your boots. Yep. You know? So uh, before you go wrapping out your wang and peeing on people's <laughs> boots, find out where you're at. Find out where you're at. And, and you better have, well, I was going to say you better have permission, especially if it's on somebody's feet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you're marking them because you're the master giving the leather, <laughs> don't come, don't come peeing on my master's leather. I have to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> Might be an interesting challenge for a boot black though, right? True. All right. Um, well, there you go. There's the question of the day. Awesome. Do you even want to talk about the topic now? We just went through so far through that. Mm, don't have to. All right. We can let's... save that one. Um, the word of the day, pick a number. Four. 
The word of the day, this is our kind of new thing, is dominant. And if I'm going to talk about dominant... You might as well talk about the other labels, too, yeah. along that line. So I'm going to mark that we've talked uh, dominant. So three words for you real quick, if you're new to the lifestyle or you just like words. Top, dominant, and master. The idea of a top is the easiest. That is a person that in BDSM scene or even just straight up sex, they're the person who is kind of leading things along, right? They're so, the ones doing. Yeah. If we had, if we were doing a flogging scene and I had a flogger in my hand and I was flogging you, I'd be considered the top. But as well, if I was the one holding the flogger, I would be considered the top. Yes. Even though I'm a slave. Yes. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the one wielding the whatever. <laughs> and then the far end of the other spectrum, right? Because top is specific to a scene, mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning. All right. So at, at 7.30, you're going to take off your shirt and I'm going to pick up my flogger and I'm going to flog you and you're going to just suck it up. And at eight <laughs> o'clock we'll be done and maybe we'll cuddle for a little bit and then it's over. Right. So the top is l- the limit of that top is from 7.38 for that scene itself. Right. A master, on the other hand, right, when in the way we speak about it, is normally more of a lifestyle situation. It is. I am. This is my role twenty four seven. It's who I am all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talk about master and slave enough that I think that people get it from there. Um, but it is more of a. Com- we go back to that word commitment. It is a responsibility. It is the person that leads a lifestyle relationship, not just during the kinky fuckery. But also when the dog is ill and you have to decide where they're going to put him down or pay $1,000 in vet bills to get their spleen replaced. I don't know what <laughs> its dog have. I assume, assume they have a spleen. Dominant is right there in the middle. It's one of those blurry. It didn't. I don't feel like it used to be blurry, but it's it's kind of blurry how it's used right now. Some people... Use it as a lifestyle term. Mm -hmm. Some people use it as a scene term. Yeah. So it it could be either. And I feel like it's been blurry for a while, but now so maybe. You and I used to use the term dominant submissive for Mm -hmm. the lifestyle designation. Right. That's who we are Mm 24-7. And many people, and then we we decided master slave was a better fit. Many people don't use it it as more of a, um, I'm the dominant in the scene, more like a top. Yeah. Uh, again, the tricky bit with all these words, you get to use them however you want. Mm-hmm. So the best thing you can do if you're negotiating with somebody is say, oh, you're a dominant. Cool. What's that mean to you? And find out that, you know, whether they expect you to come over and uh, suck your cock or they expect <laughs> you to come over and clean the cat litter. True. Side note, I forgot to clean the cat litter. Uh-oh. And I'm a dominant. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Hey, you took that on your own. I do, and I like taking care of the cats in that perspective. Um, when it comes to tentacle on uh, tentacles, uh, you might have some. I don't know, but I will say I got a food on boobs. You you got food on boobs? I got it via a, via a text. Nice. I got a picture of bat's nipple with the word food written on top of it. Food on boobs. Food on boobs. Yes. Got hey, it. Hey, I'll take it. Awesome. Well, I did get some tentacles. Um, Dave May, who is a big supporter of ours right now, um, sent me a picture of a tentacle hat. Uh-huh. So, and then someone else, Chris, sent me a chainsawed redwood 
into an octopus. And that was badass. That was badass. Did you actually click the link and look at the different steps that it took from the log? No, I was thinking about the tentacle hat, whether I bought it for you for Christmas or not. And then I remembered, oh, wait, I think she might have one. No, she doesn't have one. Oh, and then I realized I told you what I was thinking about buying for Christmas. <laughs> Please go on about your reticle, your tentacle, your chainsaw. <laughs> so, no, if you click the link that was sent to me, and I think it was in the EA Facebook group yes. that it was sent to me. If you click the link, then they, they um, the first picture is the log, right? Nothing's been done with it. It's just a log. And then it shows some of the steps that he's done. And it's not just a chainsaw. Because I'm looking at it going, what the hell? How did they get all that detail with just a chainsaw? But they've got all kinds of um, dremels. Is that what they're called? I don't remember. But anyway, the little itty-bitty um, grinders. So they use all that type of stuff to get all the detail. And it's absolutely amazing. You're supposed to know what that's called. Why? I, I don't know why you have – why did you post a picture on Instagram of our Erotic Awakening Instagram of you with a bunch of wood. Carload of wood. Oh, my gosh. Because um, me and Arcane are transferring a lot of wood from one place to another as we take over um, Malaprop's uh, designs and turn it into impact artisans. So when Mr. Malaprop vended with Arcane's Addict, they were the impact artisans. Mm-hmm. And that is what all of that's becoming. So all of his paddle designs and then all of Arcane's flogger designs and... All of that will be impact artisans. So, yes, we have to move the wood from one place to another. So I had a carload full of wood and dust. <laughs> dust. Lots of dust. dust. Lots of dust. Do you know all that wood looks the same color mm-hmm. after it's been layered under dust? So I was taking things and putting it in a box, and I would wipe off the dust, and it'd be like, oh, purple heart. Uh-huh. Oh, ebony. Right. But when it's – it all looks the same color before you do that. So – <laughs> well, layer of dust will do that, I suppose. Yes. Or layer of sawdust, specifically. Layer of sawdust, yes. Um, so we can't keep podcasting all day. We have to get ready to leave for the Kinky College in Chicago, Illinois. We will be there this weekend coming up, which is October. October. What is today? The 21st? October 25th. The weekend yes. of the 25th is when we will be there. So. If you are in the Chicago land, please look us up. And then we'll be back here in the Columbus, Ohio on November 10th, 11th, and 12th for Beyond the Love here at the Columbus Space. You're dancing in your chair. I love Beyond the Love. That is one of my favorite events. I'm going to particularly love it this year because I will not be responsible for much. Exactly. So I'm bringing some um, silent auction stuff. I got some neat stuff to put in the silent auction. And otherwise, we just get to chill and actually chat with people since we're not producing it this year. Yay. No new letters, no new subscribers to the newsletter. You can get a shout out if you head over to eroticawakening.com and click on a link to the EA newsletter and then we'll say your name. Exactly. So, and then take a moment to support the podcast. So we've been doing this for, in January, it will be 11 years. This is crazy. So rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen, or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, be like Elaine. Head over to patreon.com erotic awakening. Take a look at the options, discounted stuff, extra content. Get yourself a free kink starter or erotic awakening books like Living MS or the Polyamory, Polyamory Toolkit. Toolkit. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Don.